you the final play. Take me through it. Well, I'm the best corner in the game. When you try me with a sorry receiver like Crabtree, that's the result you're going to get. Don't you ever talk about me. Hello and welcome back to another episode of The Master Plan. I'm your host, Michael Filipkowski. Joining me once again, Connor DiBiase. Today, the Northwest Division in the NBA. Everything that's going on there. Connor and I, mostly Connor, will break it down. Connor, start us off with the Utah Jazz. Yeah, so the Jazz are probably one of the biggest playoff disappointments of a team in the past couple of years. They feel like one of the best regular season teams for the past maybe four years uh, and then just fail in the playoffs. Yep, uh, absolutely. It, it doesn't – well, it doesn't seem like they're trading their two stars at this point, though it did seem like that going into the draft. Um, as most execs thought, Rudy Gobert would be a bull. But now it feels like they're not uh, going to trade uh, – Many of the other guys here, um, but uh, I, I think really it's the supporting cast that's going to get a big move. Um, the Utah Jazz, Will Hayu, Will Hardy, the Celtics assistant coach as their head coach, um, which is seems like a very good pickup. He was good off the Celtics bench. That now puts twenty eight percent of current head coaches in the league. Uh, a part of the Popovich tree, which is kind of ridiculous. <laughs> That's a lot. That is a lot. Um, That's a lot. If, yeah, go yeah. ahead. <laughs> um, what it feels like with these Mitchell and Gobert trades is it's the Danny Ainge thing. Um, where Ainge believes he can't lose a trade in his eyes. We saw it in Boston a ton. Um, but we, we really uh, don't know what to expect um, in terms of what kind of moves Danny Ainge will make uh, now that he's uh, the GM of the Jazz. Mm-hmm. Uh, the Jazz currently have 12 players under contract with Juancho Hernan Gomez being non-guaranteed. Oh, uh, dang it. They're not going to keep Juancho? I doubt they will keep Juancho on seven mil. They could trade him away and let another team cut him, but he would not. I very much doubt he will be on that contract. Bring him back uh, to the Celtics. He was so good. Bo Cruz. Bo Cruz, Celtics star. Yes, sir. Uh, good movie. Um, but right now, Eric Pascal and Trent Forrest are restricted free agents. And Daniel House and Hassan Whiteside are unrestricted free agents. They have a Joe Ingle trade exception and the taxpayer mid-level exception. They had zero draft picks in the most recent draft. Um, 
right now it feels more likely that it will be a trade-heavy offseason for the Jazz um, with those surrounding pieces to, to try to build uh, most likely a younger core around Donovan Mitchell. Um, in terms of actual free agency, I would expect them to go after Joe Ingles. Um, the Trailblazers don't resign him. Obviously, they traded him away because of his injury, but he was always a good fit there. Um, they're probably one of their better off-the-bench players, um, so expect him to potentially come back for like the mid-level exception. Um, otherwise, they're probably looking for a stretch big uh, and probably a defensive wing. Um, right now, it feels like uh, they're going to trade some of their veterans, uh, such as Bojan Bogdanovic and Mike Conley, potentially um, other guys uh, such as Voice O'Neal. Um, but right now, it feels like some of these guys have to go. The, in my opinion, the Jazz cannot whatsoever go into next year with a guard rotation of Donovan Mitchell, Mike Conley, and Jordan Clarkson. The defense on those three guys is three of the worst in the league, and it just kills their whole identity that they've had around uh, Rudy Gobert for being a good defensive team. Mm -hmm. uh, and, and having bad perimeter players does not help your all-star rim protector because he has to, no matter what, has to help off that. And that just leaves guys open. And Donovan Mitchell is a guy who gives up on a play rather than rotating out of a play. Uh, and stuff like that just makes it feel like you must go for go for guards that can defend. Um, whether they trade Conley or Clarkson or both of them is to remain unseen. But something has to happen there uh, where they get better primitive defenders around Donovan Mitchell. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, and uh, do you think Rudy Gobert is going to stay? Do you think the duo of Rudy uh, and... I think at this point, I mean, Rudy Gobert is probably the third best player in Jazz history. They couldn't find a trade for him at the deadline. It feels like he's just, he's, it feels hard for him to leave at this point. It felt like it was going to happen at the draft. It wasn't going to happen at all. Um, I'm sure teams are still calling, but not enough that... <laughs> Uh, it, it makes a, a serious trade out of it. Uh, it felt like at the draft, the the, uh, the Jazz didn't find a deal that enticed them enough to give up either of those guys. Right. No, I mean, that, and that makes sense too. But the Jazz really have to figure it out, I think, because, I mean, it's just year after year with the team that, that needs to be making it further into the playoffs. That needs to be winning more series, and they just don't. And it's just, it's just, it's too much. It's too much. Um, up next, the Denver Nuggets, or should we say, Nikola Jokic and four other guys on the court. Yeah, I mean that's really what it was this season for the Nuggets, <laughs> who still finishes it as a top seed in the West with two of their max players um, out, uh, in Jamal Murray and Michael Porter Jr. Uh, the Nuggets seem to finally uh, commit to be a tax team. They think if healthy with their big three guys, uh, they can compete for a championship, um, which, I mean, if they if I mean, they win the Western Conference Finals, uh, a couple years ago in the bubble and Jamal Murray got hurt during that series. Um, so really we're looking at, at 
and then Michael Porter Jr. got hurt within the first like ten games of this year. Mm-hmm. Uh, so we're looking at a team that feels like everything's gone wrong for them, but with with healthy players, they can definitely um, compete. And we'll see what what kind of happens off of that. Um, the Nuggets right now have eight players under contract. Facundo Campazzo and Vlaco Conca are their restricted free agents. Jeff Green has a team option, and the rest are unrestricted, including Boogie Cousins, Bryn Forbes, and Austin Rivers. The Nuggets have their taxpayer mid-level exception and no other exceptions to use. In the draft, the Nuggets had two first-round picks, the second one coming from the Jermichael Green trade to the Thunder, um, in which they took Christian Braun, the Kansas Wing, and Peyton Watson, the UCLA forward. Um, Really, you look at this team, and the biggest need is probably a backup big uh, with Bookie being a free agent, uh, just a guy behind Jokic. And, and Cousins really filled in that wall pretty well that I could see them re-signing him. Um, and then the second thing is wing defenders, um, which they have, like, none of, um, other than maybe Jeff Green. But he's, what, 36, 37? Um, I think in free agency, with that mid-level exception, they'll go after guys like a reunion um, with Gary Harris, maybe Wesley Matthews or Daniel House, just really good primitive guys. Um, I think they'll probably bring back Boogie, so they have uh, Jokic, Boogie, and Zeke Nagy as a big rotation. Um, and I think really what they're looking at trades with their veteran guards. Looking at Monte Morris was talked about being shopped heavily, and then Will Barton is certainly available um, as they look for better defensive guards rather than uh, and better playmaking guards rather than guys that are just scorers off the bench. Um, right. But really, you expect minor moves from the Nuggets, just um, expanding their depth and their um, shot making around their big three that they think compete. Yeah, I mean, they're really just, you know, yeah, last year was kind of an injury year. They're just really, they're just waiting for Jamal Murray and 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 uh, what is it, Michael Porter Jr. to come back? I mean, that's that's all they can wait for. And I mean, what real moves can you make right now? No one, you know, no one's really gonna make any huge moves for guys who are coming off coming off injury like that. So it'll definitely be interesting to see whether this trio can do something because Nikola Jokic has been the best player in the NBA for the past two seasons. So, um. You know, be pretty pretty upsetting to not see him, you know, get get something out of that almost, right? So we're we're looking for you know these two guys to step up, to stay healthy, um, because if they don't, I mean that this could be the end for the Denver Nuggets trio as we know it. So I mean, you know, who really knows what's going to happen from that point, right, Connor? Yeah, I mean, Michael Porter Jr. had a bad start to last season, um, but he definitely has the potential. Tomorrow, you expect to come back, but. Uh, if this season doesn't work out, you expect them to make some moves. Obviously, Jokic, I think, is technically a free agent next year. He's expected to sign a Supermax with the Nuggets, but if they suck this year, uh, who knows what can happen. Let me just double-check and make sure they didn't sign that extension yet. Uh, yeah, he's set to sign a Supermax, but he hasn't technically um, gotten it yet. Um, so look out for that this offseason. But if he doesn't sign that, and that would be a two hundred sixty million over five years, a huge contract, over fifty million a season. Uh, we'll see what happens uh, with the Nuggets. I fully expect him to sign that, though. Absolutely. Up next, the Timberwolves, the 
team that won a game on their home court and celebrated like they won the stand like they won the NBA Finals, right, Connor? Yeah, uh, this is a team that that won a play-in game and celebrated more than the Suns did after winning the Western Conference Finals, which was also over celebration when he didn't even really win anything major. Um, but regardless, the Wolves uh, are a team that is a playoff team. They have good young stars. Anthony Edwards is going to be a superstar. Um, and they're looking to build upon that and try to try to go further in the playoffs. Um, the Timberwolves currently have nine players under contract. Josh Koji is the only restricted free agent. And then Jalen Noel and Nas Reed have team options. That leaves Jake Lehman, Greg Monroe, and Torian Prince as unrestricted free agents. They have the non-taxpayer mid-level exception, the biannual exception, and a Ricky Rubio trade exception. And, um, I think they had a very good draft. They traded down um, from their pick and still ended up getting Waku Kessler, who's probably the a very good center to have behind Cat as kind of a rebounding and rim-protecting guy, which they've needed. They had one of my favorite picks in the whole draft with Wendell Moore Jr. as a wing, and they also got Josh Minot as a, as a guard in the second round. Uh, their biggest need really is consistent shooting around their stars, as Anthony Edwards, Carl Anthony Towns, D'Angelo Russell, you can all say, are um, inconsistent. I think they'll look to bring in a defensive wing um, to go with their current guard defender in Pat Bev and more their forward defender in Vanderbilt. Mm-hmm. Um, one thing they have been heavily rumored to go after right now is DeJounte Murray from the Spurs. Um they seem to be throwing a lot to try to get that guy. A very good defender, very good playmaker. Um, I ran through a couple of trade scenarios um, on my Twitter, um, which makes this my only way of seeing this happen would be a three-team trade. Like I did one where um, Malik Beasy was then outrooted to the Trailblazers, so that the Spurs got picks and Eric Bledsoe, who they could trade off, who they could cut off. Um, but Spurs are really looking for cap relief to tank. For some reason, um, while I think they could they could really compete with this roster, but the West is strong. I can see why they think that. Um, but if the Timberwolves get uh, get Dejounte Murray, um, which they may have to give up, uh, like D'Angelo Russell for it, it makes them very very strong. Um, and look for D'Angelo Russell especially to be put on the trade block. Um, as he was benched for Jordan McLaughlin in the playoffs last year because he was so bad, um, which mm-hmm. really isn't good for one of your max guys. Absolutely, and I think you know, the Timberwolves, especially with Carl Anthony Towns, like they're very inconsistent um, shooting the ball and just inconsistent offensively. I think we saw a lot of that during the playoffs, so they could really use some more consistent scoring from you know from depth pieces, right? Because those are the guys. Yeah, for sure. We're going to make the difference in a series, in difference in games, especially when you have a guy like Cat who's, you know, who's shooting a great one night and then shows up the other night and put, you know, puts up like seven points. So, it, 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 they they gotta they gotta figure that one out. Um, but that Dejounte Murray, I mean, that would be a huge signing. They just, you know, you don't want to have to give up too much for that, right? I mean, you don't have to give up so much to, to land Dejounte Murray. So, I would give up the four first round picks they're asking for and stuff. I would do that for a team that I don't think can contend with the current pieces they have. Mm. Uh, but that's just me. Uh, 
obviously there's a lot of teams going on. Um, so that, that's the offer that that's uh, they're looking for. That. They're looking, they're for, looking four. for four first round picks, potentially swaps and salary relief. Um, wow. And there's only a number of teams that can match that. We'll talk about that trade potentially more uh, in our in the last episode of recording where we go over the Spurs uh, in the Southwest. But Absolutely. next team up, we have the Portland Trailblazers. We're looking to have maybe the fastest rebuild ever. Um, basically a six-month rebuild. They cleared house at the trade deadline. They s- sent away most of their top seven players, like four of them, in C.J. McCollum, Larry Nance Jr., Norman Powell, and Robert Covington. That includes three of their five starters, um, with one starter maybe not even coming back in Nokic. Um but they got back young pieces, draft capital, but most importantly, they got back a ton of cap space. Uh, and they want to use this cap space to build a competent roster around Dame. The Blazers have 10 players under contract, but just 3.9 million guaranteed on Eric Bledsoe, which is expected to be either traded away for another team to cut him or for them to cut him. And secondly, a non-guaranteed deal on Josh Hart, who is expected to be guaranteed. They have restricted free agents in Anthony Simons, um, CJ Ellaby and Elijah Hughes with unrestricted free agents in Yusuf Nokic, Ben McLemore, and Jiglin Joe Ingles. Uh, they traded uh, a 2025 first round pick from the Bucks in order to get Jeremy Grant from the Pistons. Um, though that trade has not technically went through yet, um, there's nothing that is expected to, to kind of bring that trade to a halt. But still expect to go through at some point. They may be using it for signing purposes to get Jeremy Grant on the traded player exception from CJ McCollum afterwards. Um, but we'll see. The Blazers also have their non-taxpayer mid-level exception and the biannual exception. In the draft, the Blazers took Shade and Sharp, the high potential but unknown wing, um, who didn't really play in college. And then in the late second round, they took Jabari Walker. Um, one unfortunate thing for the draft is the Pelicans pushed into the playoffs, um, which would have been the uh, the Blazers' pick if it didn't jump in the top five, but instead it went to the Grizzlies, I believe. Uh, it, it is likely that as well as shopping out Bloodsoe, uh, they may shop uh, some of the other guys. Um, one trade I am seeing is trading Bledsoe and Picks to the Rockets for Eric Gordon and KJ Martin, who has requested a trade. Um, in terms of free agents, they are expected to re-sign Ant Simons, um, as well as Yusuf Nokic right now. There was some interest in DeAndre Ayton, but that has kind of died down since the Jeremy Grant trade, and it sounds like they may just run it back with Nokic. Um, but expect them to try to trade for another rotational guy, either with that contract or with picks and maybe a young guy like Keon Johnson, as well as use that uh, mid-level exception to try to get the best roster possible around Dame um, and be willing to go into the tax to, to fit around Dame while he's still in his prime and in Portland. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. I mean, Dame deserves a team that he can really win with. That's something that we haven't had in a little while. Obviously, he got injured a little bit last season and, I mean, just the core, it wasn't working. I mean, but just, a, just three, four years ago, they were Western Conference Finals team against the Warriors. Uh, and then it's just been kind of, I mean, it seemed like that CJ Dane backcourt was obviously not going to end up being a championship caliber one. Right, um, but this, you know, this backcourt uh, with Grant, I mean, you know, who knows? It's more playmaking 
and I need just another opportunity for Dame to really, to really cement his name in NBA, in M- in the NBA legacy. I think for sure. All right, moving on to the final team in the what are we in the South Northwest? Yeah, Northwest, Northwest. is the who Oklahoma is it? City Thunder. The the Oklahoma City. Thunder. All right, Connor. The team with the most picks I've ever seen in my life. Okay. Yeah, so Thunder in the kind of long-term rebuild at this point, they got four new probably rotational guys um, in the draft, and they still have 50 draft picks coming. The Thunder currently have 12 players under roster with Vit Krejci, Theo Maladon, and Kenrich William being non-guaranteed. Luke Dort, Mike Muscala, and Isaiah Roby have team options. Derek Favors has a player option. Um, most of those options are expected to be picked up. Only one under question maybe is Mike Muscala. Surprisingly, though, the Thunder are over the cap right now as they have Shea's new contract kicking in, as well as a huge dead cap from Kemba Walker. Um, the Thunder currently have the non-taxpayer mid-level exception and the BI biannual exception I use. In the draft, they took Chet Holmgren at 2, traded up to get Ushman Yang at 11, and took Jalen Williams at 12. In the second round, they also took the other Jalen Williams. Um, they traded the 30th pick, which they had to take on the Jermichael Green contract, um, and another future first-round pick. Um, it is most likely that the Thunder will look to move some of these veterans, um, such as Jermichael Green, Kenrich Williams, Mike Muscala, um, just for future draft capital, as they always do, and this frees up playing time for some of the young pieces they have. Um, Kenrich Williams is one that's going to be a very sought-after trade candidate. Uh, they're looking for a first-round pick for him, but he's an immediate impact player on defense, and, and he's a decent shot um, for a contending team. Um, I think Dort is also somewhat available, as he was heavily rumored to get traded during the draft. Um, but right now it feels like uh, Dort is one that that can be um, kind of kind of looked for future draft capital for him. Maybe that they don't want to pay him next off season, um, whatever it is. Um, but yeah, the Thunder. It's pretty simple. They're gonna trade away guys for picks, take on salary for picks, play their young guys, uh, and try to develop uh, this new rotation around their their Star and Shea. Um, they're very promising young piece in um, Josh Giddy and their new um, defensive player of the year, potential player in Chet. Yeah, so what do you think of their of their draft picks, Connor? What, what's your I, take? I like, their, I like their draft overall. I mean, uh, there were reports that uh, both Jalen Williams, who they took at 12, and Tiang, who they took at 11, both top seven guys on their big board. Uh, which is a really good thing to get at those two picks. I don't think they gave up too much for 11, um, and they still kept 12 with that. Uh, and, and I think it was a good draft overall. You got some really good players. Um, they took the two guys that the Cavs were praying would get to them at 14, which was kind of funny, at both 11 and 12. Um, but, yeah, I think it was a good draft overall. Uh, I don't think I would have taken Drew Barry Smith or Wichita at two. I think um, I like both of the Jalen Williams picks. I like both those guys. I like both the prospects. I think Deang's a fine pick at 11. He has potential. Um, so, yeah, I like their draft overall. 
Do you think that they're going to be a team that's not not necessarily contending, but you know, having a maybe a season where they're playing a lot of good games? No, they're always going to play teams pretty hard. You saw it last year. I mean, they took like I think over half of the games off the Lakers last year and stuff like that. They're teams that are play hard. They have really good players. Shea has the ability to take over a game. He had a stretch where he was averaging like thirty-five points per game for a couple weeks. Um, and, and they have good pieces around that that they can definitely make a lot of upsets happen. But do I think they're kind of pushing for a playoff spot? Not necessarily. I think they play a really deep rotation, um, like maybe even a 12-man rotation, 11-man rotation. Wow. Uh, and, and it's not really one that will be kind of trying to contend for a playoff spot at this point. I think the Victor Wimbayana, uh potential is too high for them to want to do that. Absolutely. Um, well, folks, there you have it. Um, the Northwest Division free agency preview with Carter DiBiase and myself, Michael Falpkowski. Thank you all for listening, and have a great day. The game on the line. One shot. Who would you rather have taking it, Iggy or Curry? Of everyone on Golden State, open shot. Fate of the universe on the line, or the Martians have the death beam pointed at Earth. You better hit it. I want Iguadala.